All right, we're back with another episode of Swag Tier. I'm Steven. And I'm Megan. And I think today we're going to talk about, well, I'm going to start off with my busy weekend that I had last weekend, <laughs> which included a board game night on Saturday and mm-hmm. then the Renaissance Fair on Sunday, which was my first Renaissance Fair ever, surprisingly. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. We <laughs> definitely need to make sure we get to the Renaissance Fair. I want to hear all about you know, like eating giant turkey legs and nope no no that was something that was specifically not on my to-do list <laughs> i was that was on my not to-do list okay so spoiler alert disgusting. listener no turkey legs were eaten <laughs> well there were plenty of turkey legs eaten just not by me <laughs> so anyway on saturday night caitlin and i had board game night with uh alex and holly downstairs and uh we do this maybe like once every <laughs> three or four months uh i yeah, love I was, playing board games with like, them what kind of frequency is this <laughs> not <Because> very often <laughs> i was gonna say the last time was probably when i came over right yep <laughs> so we're just we're all busy it's hard to coordinate a time mm-hmm. um yeah so it's not like we don't want to we're both just like uh well both all four of us are like uh this weekend doesn't work this weekend doesn't work this weekend doesn't work <laughs> yeah. and then like you know, we're like, let's schedule you out for like three months in advance. <laughs> as as someone who has to wrangle five people for his RPGs and find a five hour block of time on weekends that works for everybody, I completely empathize with <laughs> having irregular far apart sessions. Yep. So Alex kind of teased the game he wanted to play, uh, which he mentioned to me in passing you know, in the morning on our way to work or something. And he was like, oh, you know, Penny Arcade has this new game called Thornwatch, and I know you go to PAX, so I think you would probably like it. And I was like, okay, sounds great. Like, that was it. I mean, that was it. And then, you know, I was like in suspense until Saturday. So, uh, we should We should preface this, though. You don't really like Penny Arcade that much. Right. So Alex doesn't know this. <laughs> I didn't want to preface it just yet, but okay. Uh, I mean, really, I don't follow the comic. I don't follow anything other than, I mean, let's just be honest. Like, I don't follow anything but the convention. And the only reason yeah. why I like the convention is because it has to do with video games. Not even because, like, I care who Gabe and Tycho are. Like, I don't. I mean, sorry to lose our Penny Arcade sponsorship. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine people, but... I don't know who they are. I don't know what they're famous for other than, like, obviously making Penny Arcade. Like, I don't know the quirks about them that make them them. Sure. There there was nothing really there to to engage you with the brand or the people or the comic because it's really the convention that you're into. Right. And even when I'm at the convention, like, I've never been to, like, a make-a-strip panel or anything. Like, I've mm-hmm. never been to a signing. I don't – I wouldn't even be able to tell you if I ran into them – in person. I don't know what they look like. <laughs> I just go for the games and the friends and the food and, you know, the convention life. So, quick aside here. I, I do follow the comic. I do read their news posts. I do know what they look like. And I do know about this game. And when Megan told me that she played it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then immediately, I was like, oh, wait, that's the game you're playing? Hmm. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, so I don't you... know if that's 
That's really up your alley, Megan. Yeah, you turned me off to it immediately. Like, we were just sitting down to play, and you were like, mm, I don't think that game's for you. And I was like, oh, man, like, I don't want to play this anymore. Oh, no. Now Alex is going to think I poisoned the well that he set up, that he so painstakingly dug out. Yeah, don't ruin that part of the story. Oh. So, <laughs> so Alex did, um, I mean, he printed this game out. Is that the only way you can play it if you print right. it out? It's, it's not a published game yet. It's still in production. There was a Kickstarter that was very well funded and he's been uh, the creator Gabe has been heavily promoting this across the last several PAXs but right now the only way you can play it yourself except for going to a PAX is by printing everything out all of the cards cutting them out manually and then putting them uh, using the tried and true print and play method of taking a magic card, Magic the Gathering card, putting it in a sleeve, and then putting your paper cutout of the card in the sleeve so that the card has some firmness and you can shuffle them together. That's the only way you can play it. So side note, um, I have been to a lot of PAXs in the past few years, and I honestly had never even heard of this card. <laughs> <laughs> so if they've been promoting it at PAX, that's news to me. Um, I mean, I literally had no idea that this game existed uh, until Alex was like, let's play. <laughs> so during dinner, Alex had, well, I'll back up for a second, say Alex did do exactly everything that you said. Mm -hmm. uh, he printed everything out. He, I don't think he put a magic card behind the paper cards because they were pretty flimsy and I had a really hard time shuffling them. Oh, well, if you're listening, Alex, I'm pretty sure you are. Put magic cards behind all of your paper backings it makes it so much easier to shuffle to fan to just hold in your hand and play out and i'm pretty sure megan has lots of spare magic cards oh, God. she can give I don't you even want to talk about it i don't want to go into my garage and open that box that box has been taped up and sealed for a while and i don't want to get back into it as many cards as she has i still have two full card racks of spare magic cards from forgotten eras mm. that I still use for prototyping games. Well, to be honest, I mean, I may as well get them out and give them to Alex because that's the most use they'd see in years. <laughs> well, spo we're spoiling Alex's Christmas present. Oh, whoops. My bad. <laughs> so Alex did go to these painstaking lengths, as you, as you mentioned, where he printed things out and put them in card protector sleeve. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And, you know, printed out the board and had it real nice on the table. And Holly, his wife, had told me during dinner that he had been preparing for this game all day long. It's, and it, this is hours of work. Well, I believe it after seeing the yeah. setup. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, somehow, like, as she was talking about this, the conversation turned towards some question that Alex asked me about Penny Arcade, and I was like, mm -hmm, I don't know. And he was like, what do you mean you don't know? And I'm like, I don't really follow them. And he was like, oh, like, maybe this game isn't for the right, like, this is not the right crowd for this, because Holly certainly doesn't um, follow Penny Arcade, as Holly's not really much of a gamer. And Caitlin doesn't follow Penny Arcade. I'm not sure she'd even heard of it until I told her that I'd go to PAX. Oh, I didn't even realize when when you initially told me some of the story. I didn't realize Kate was going too. Yes, I thought it was just you and Holly and Alex. No, and oh Kate. man. So Kate was there, and me and Holly and Alex. And Alex was, I mean, 
he was very excited about the game. So this very enthusiastic, likely Kickstarter backer who printed out the game, assembled all of these components, is now finally demoing it for the first time with all of the rules he's memorized to three girls who don't know about this game. They don't care about Penny Arcade. <laughs> and uh, I want to say this in the nicest way. Uh, they're not even hardcore board gamers. Yeah, we're not. I mean, I guess <laughs> Caitlin's probably a hardcore board gamer, out, like oh, the most okay. out of all of us. I mean, she does tabletop RPGs and d Oh, yeah, and that's stuff. a good point. Yeah. Mm, forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So I'll be honest. I, out of the three of us, I was the one who liked the game the most. Um, I would totally play it again. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I do think that Caitlin and Holly were less than enamored, to <laughs> to put it nicely. Um, Holly, like, <laughs> she was definitely not interested. Alex would be, like, explaining the lore, like, oh, why you God. can and can't do things. And her responses would just be like, hmm. And you could tell it was one of those, like, hmm, I do not give a crap at all about what you're saying, but I am pretending to be interested because I love you. She was a very good sport. And Caitlin was too. But there were a number of things that came together that I think made the experience more bad than it should have been. That sounds so bad. Oh, my God. Well, oh, okay, man. Let not, me... not just bad, more bad. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, let me explain. So, I mean... First of all, as you said, there were three girls who don't really know the background of this game, are not necessarily, like, this is not necessarily their cup of tea, minus Mm -hmm. Caitlin, who maybe it was her cup of tea, I don't know. Uh, But I think, like, on top of all that, it was just tough. So we started playing the game at, like, 9 o'clock. And oh, we're all yeah. old fuddy-duddies where we're like, oh, <laughs> it's 10 o'clock. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> Can we put that on the Megan soundboard? <laughs> sure. It's gonna, I'm going to charge you a dollar for it. Oh, my God. That could be my go-to-sleep alarm. <laughs> Great. So, so we started playing way too late. <laughs> on top of the fact that we just like stuffed ourselves silly at a Thai restaurant. <laughs> so we were all like food comad yeah. and starting this game really late. And then, you know, none of us had played this game before. So the first time you play a game, it always takes way longer than it should because everybody's learning. Mm-hmm. So I think Alex probably took a grand total of like 45 minutes to an hour to explain all the rules before we finally like started playing. And maybe I'm like extending that time in my mind because that's what it seemed like. <laughs> but it, I mean, it was a while like where we were asking questions and it was interactive and stuff, but we weren't actually playing the game yet. And it's, it's pretty hefty. The games, I would say like, on a, I mean, I can't really like put a ranking, but on a scale of like small, medium to large, I would say the game's about medium mm-hmm. in terms of complication. Um, other mechanics I've seen in other, like I've seen them, some of these mechanics in other board games, so it wasn't that unfamiliar. Uh, but I didn't really figure out what we were doing until pretty close to the end of the round that we were playing. Mm-hmm. So I think that if we played earlier when we weren't all food coma and exhausted <laughs> and we played again now knowing the rules i think it, we would have had a much better experience so that's what i meant when sure. i said like okay. it was more bad than it needed to be right um, right you, you were learning the game under suboptimal conditions exactly food coma <laughs> right <laughs> food coma <laughs> um 
So, I mean, like, I had a fine time. I think Caitlin had a fine time. And I think Holly tolerated the evening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I would totally do it again. Alex kind of teased one. We only, um, well, so we only played one round. And I think there was supposed to be, like, more of the story after that. Mm -hmm. Um, But Alex was like, I could tell that everyone's falling asleep. And this is not the highlight of everyone's night. So we're just going to stop. And it's probably... 11 p.m. by this point oh yeah uh-huh it was getting pretty close to midnight um oh, yeah but he teased a map that's kind of like he called it a runner map where it's just like one vertical stretch mm-hmm. and you're trying to like run down it <laughs> and you know each turn you get like one movement and one action and like one something or other like you know you can ready your cards on your ready state and then you get one move and one action Um, Yeah, so there's a sort of different objective to it. It's not just, you know, kill everything. It's like, get to this other point. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of exciting to me. So, like, I would love to play that level. Well, when the next time I visit, Alex, I'll play Thornwatch with you. Great. The three of us can play, and maybe (laughs) we can recruit someone else. Does Teresina like board games? I don't know. I'll have to ask her. I gotta imagine she does. Yeah. So, the other story that is semi-related to Thornwatch uh, is but totally unrelated really oh, what? <laughs> well so it happened in the proximity of playing Thornwatch but the actual story has nothing to do with anything <laughs> so while we were sitting down to play I was checking my email and I got an email that was like from Amazon that was like Megan how would you rate Black Beauty Whoa. and I was like Black Beauty what, what the who the that could Someone be any number of salacious things or mundane things. You really? You don't know what the movie Black Beauty is? Oh, I mean, I thought this was like, oh, it's a a hair care product. Oh or, no, I'm sorry. Oh, this I is a uh, yeah, this is a a product for bedroom use only. Oh god, no. <laughs> I thought I said the movie Black Beauty. But... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So the Amazon email was, how would you rate the movie Black Beauty? Okay. And I'm sitting there thinking like. Who in, I certainly didn't watch a movie about horses. So who the hell watched this movie? And then, I mean, of course, immediately, the way I'm paranoid about identity theft, I'm like, oh, my God, someone has hacked into my Amazon account. And uh, I don't yeah. like, I don't know. I have to change all my passwords. I have to, like, call all my credit cards and cancel them. And, like, I'm panicking internally. And, like, in the midst of my panic, I think to myself, like, a, a little thought comes and knock, 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 Megan, Megan, do you think that maybe Caitlin watched this movie? <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, no effing shit. <laughs> you, you already know she likes playing uh, pocket card jockey. She does like playing pocket card jockey. <laughs> uh, we played that together, and she was definitely into it. So it's a, it's a small, small hop. Over to Black Beauty. Oh, God. So I turned and I looked at her and I showed her my phone and I said, did you watch this movie? And she immediately, like, turns bright red. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, how did, how do you know? I clicked on, like, 15 different movies after that one to try to cover up the fact that I watched that on your account. And she was like, God damn it, Amazon. Like, how could you, how could you give me away? Wow. Amazon outed your girlfriend yes <laughs> so 
that was kind of the highlight of the evening for us. Savage. Yeah. She was very unhappy. She would not want an Amazon sponsorship. <laughs> mm, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. Why? Why is that? What makes you uncomfortable? Well, because of this, this scenario where you can get emails about your, you can get emails about your activity. So if somebody else happens to be looking at your phone and they see a little email pop up, oh, Gmail notification. How did you like? Well, I'm trying to think Triple of something. X. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stars gone wild. And not the Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure they have filters in there for questionable content, but still, I I don't. I, I feel like there's some line being crossed when they start contacting me about things I've done. Have you it, not used? Like, do you not watch TV and movies on Amazon Prime? Uh, no, not really. I usually oh. use Netflix. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is something Amazon has always done, so oh, I never even man. thought about it being weird or unusual. When you were talking about security, I thought you were going to go, you were going to jump to, oh, someone hacked me, to, oh, maybe this is not an official Amazon email, and maybe they just are fishing for a click. Oh, yeah, that, I mean, that didn't occur to me. Mostly, I mean, it might have occurred to me if the other thought that was much more realistic hadn't <laughs> occurred to me. <laughs> oh, right. I'm living with somebody that loves horses. Yep. And movies that I would never in a million years watch. <laughs> now, now we know this is precisely the reason when you ping Amazon or your credit card company f about potential uh, credit card fraud or being hacked, they do ask you, does anyone else have access to your account or your cards? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking about movies, I am no longer eligible to be berated because I finally watched Hocus Pocus. Oh, how was it? It was actually really good. Oh, okay. I was very pleasantly surprised. I mean, like, I didn't think it was going to be bad, but I just didn't think it was going to be good because I was like, okay, it's old. It's probably, like, hard to watch. You know how, like, it's mm -hmm. hard to watch older yeah. movies if you don't have that nostalgia for it? Some movies haven't aged enough. Or, sorry, some movies haven't aged well. Right. And this movie was great. I'd mm. totally watch it again. I should see it then. Okay. Yeah, you should. I think you might like it. It's, mm. like, cute enough that it's good and this like it's not too long i guess towards the end i was getting a little bit antsy but like and it, it ended quickly after that so i actually got to catch up on a few movies myself when i was flying back from my trip to puerto rico i came back this past tuesday um and got kind of delayed because i actually missed my first flight ever oh whoops what happened there <laughs> So I thought I was being smart. I budgeted out time to make sure I got to the airport an hour early. And then I budgeted another half hour of buffer time on top of that because you know, things go wrong during my morning and my packing and, and getting out the door. But a few things piled on top of each other. A, I went, I had to make an extra trip to the post office to buy a postcard stamp that goes to Japan. I already 
thought ahead and went to the post office the day before to buy stamps to send all my postcards out. But I forgot that all but one are domestic and one would be international. So I mm. only bought domestic stamps. It's as I'm writing my brother's address that I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> and so... Nude pop. <laughs> and so I can't just drop off my postcards. I have to wait in a line with five other people in front of me. And all of these people have big boxes or they've got long-winded questions for the post office clerk. And everybody over there in Puerto Rico works on island time, so everything is at least 50% slower <laughs> than how it would work in the States. And in the States, it's still, it's still a long time to get through the post office. So that, that killed a lot of time. And the next part was my fault. I, I wanted to stop at one last bakery mm. before I headed out. It was a place I read about that was really well rated as some place the locals all go to. One review said, yeah, there were just a dozen cops in there. Not because there was an issue. It was because that's where they go when they want food. So I really wanted to see this legit place before I went. Unfortunately, same deal as a post office. There's five people in front of me. They've got large orders and everybody's... Oh, I, I can't say everybody's moving slowly because they were efficient in their movements, but it's just a lot to get done. So I arrive at the gate. Wait, uh, was it worth it? Uh, uh not really. Oh. Mm. It, I mean, it was a fine sandwich, but I would say it's a standard deli sandwich. Mm. I had a guava puff, and that was what? all right. Guava Bless puff. Bless you. <laughs> It's a it's a flaky puff pastry hmm. filled with guava jam inside. It's sweet, a little acidic. Sounds good. I'd mm -hmm. try it. Oh, I did. And then <laughs> I missed my flight. <laughs> uh, also because there was, you know, more security checkpoint delays as well. So I arrive at the gate at literally a minute before... <laughs> The flight is about to take off, or the flight was scheduled to depart. And if you never travel on an airport before, that's about 15 minutes too late to arrive at the gate. Yep. <laughs> so, thankfully, American Airlines reroutes me very quickly. The woman at the counter has a lot of issues with her computer. She is also hunting and pecking, but... <laughs> <laughs> my favorite type of typing <laughs> but finally when she does get on she manages to find an alternate itinerary print me out another set of tickets and then send me on my way in a space of 20 seconds so this woman was great she just needs a better terminal <laughs> or someone to type for her wait so what happens when when you miss a flight like that and it's your fault do you have to pay for the new flight so i wasn't sure and i was pretty worried but I just went with the flow, and I'm not sure if this is a typical experience. I think it's atypical. I didn't have to pay anything. Hmm. So Yeah, I imagine that they would want to charge you. First of right. all, it's an airline. Second, well, first of all, it's American Airlines, which we all know how much I love them. 
Second of all, it's an airline, so they're going to want to, like, milk you for everything, because otherwise you can just walk back home, right? Like, it's their monopoly. They can do what they want. I was expecting, yeah, a lot more friction. Uh-huh. And it's and if it's your fault, then they can't... Exactly. Right. They're, I mean, like, there's nothing you can say or do. So that's why it really surprised me that they handled everything super quickly. They sent me on a Miami flight that was 15 minutes before it was going to take off, uh, just one gate down. They already booked my connecting flight from Miami to JFK. They handled the creation of rerouting my luggage as well. Hmm. And although I only, I was only given a ticket to from Puerto Rico to Miami, when I got, they told me, oh, just like show up at the Miami gate and then they'll print you out another ticket to JFK. When I got to the Miami gate, the guy literally said, oh, Steven, right? And I was like, yeah. And he told me, right, I've been waiting for you and printed out my ticket within seconds. It was a supremely painless experience to be rerouted. And although it did add three hours on top of my four-hour trip, I spent that time just watching movies. So I really didn't mind taking that extra time, given that the airline didn't make this any of a hassle to me. They didn't need me to do anything special. Just keep on going with the flow. Hmm. Well, I still don't like American Airlines. (laughs) Even after that great story. (laughs) All right, we'll put the major sponsorship loss tag in this episode. Yeah, well, I mean, we already lost. I hope we all. I hope I already lost their sponsorship because they <laughs> lost mine a long time ago. Oh, God. All right. Well, that loss of sponsorship note is a fantastic way <laughs> to wrap up this episode of Swag Tear. Yo 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 yo. Oof. Oof. <laughs> We're getting good with synchronizing. I know that was good. <laughs> No! <laughs> God damn it, Frisbee! Shut up! <laughs>